Hey everyone, welcome to Just Mental Health with Steph and M, the podcast where we discuss mental health through a social justice lens. I'm Emily. And I'm Stephanie. A quick disclaimer before we get started, we are mental health professionals, but this is not to be taken as professional advice. We are also aware that our privilege may cloud our perspective on some topics, and we not only welcome, but encourage you to message us with criticism and correction. Let's get started. Our business of the week today is actually, or not business, or uh, small business shout out today is actually a organization that I've been wanting to get more involved in, but just have been very busy. It's called Shy Tribe. Shy Tribe helps Jewish young adults find their tribe within a tribe by making it easier to meaningfully connect with each other at Jewish events in Chicago. So this is uh, for the Chicago listeners who identify as Jewish. Um, Rebecca Joey Schwab is the chief um, executive director. She was recently named 36 under 36, um, like uh, like top businesses of 36, like top businesses of people under 36, which is pretty cool. Um so they have a lot of events. Um, let me see. Events. They have oh, Jewish person of the week. Um, there's something called Shabbat clusters. So Shabbat is um, Friday night and Saturday. Um, it's the Jewish um, the Jewish Sabbath. So like where Christians celebrate their Sabbath on Sundays, Jews celebrate it Friday nights and Saturdays. Um, so there's uh, Shabbat clusters, which is where you get together with a group, um, same group of people every couple weeks for like eight sessions or something like that. Um, so it's a really cool organization just to bring young, young Jewish adults together. Um, so definitely reach out if you are interested. So you can just go to shytribe.org. And again, the, uh, Director's name is Rebecca Joey Schwab, and I've met her, and she is super, super nice. Yay! Okay, so let's get started on... <laughs> let's get started... Stop. Sorry, Stephanie was being silly. Um, let's get started on our topic. Um, so today we want to talk about uh, mental health of Olympic uh, athletes, and... We want to specifically focus on Simone Biles um, because she recently dropped out of some of the events um, um, in the USA gymnastics team. So um, what I know about this is just from reading about it. I listened to a couple podcasts about it. Uh, I'm not an expert on the situation. Um, so take that, you know, just keep that in mind. But just a recap. So she... Um, performed, not, or performed, I guess, competed in, um, a couple events and she wasn't, she didn't do very well. She did like, um, unusually, like something seemed off and people could tell like she wasn't doing nearly as well as she usually does. And, um, then she decided to not compete, um, in some of the events because, um, she, she didn't, she said she wasn't in a good place mentally and she didn't want to cost her teammates a medal by, 
by competing. Um, so she needed to take the time to, uh, I think she mentioned work on her mindfulness. Um, it wasn't super clear in any of the interviews that I heard, like exactly what was going on. Um, but basically she was dealing with her mental health and was concerned that her mental health was going to affect her performance and didn't want her, um, didn't want that to cost her teammates a medal. So she decided to, uh, and she was very encouraging. She was very like, you guys will do great without me. You know, you're all amazing. You don't need me. And she actually went to the competition and cheered them on. Um, and now she's getting a lot of support and a lot of um, the opposite of support. So some people are saying, like, if you can't handle the pressure, then you shouldn't have joined the team. You let the team down, which the team got silver, so they did very well. Um, they did very well anyway. Um, but, you know, just a lot of people who don't seem to understand mental health um, and then there's a lot of people who are, who are saying, you know, this is amazing. Like she's really setting an example because, um, so there's a lot of points here. So a point that, um, let's just go ahead and jump in. A point that I want to start with is just kind of the culture of the Olympics, like the culture and, you know, professional athlete athleticism in general, um, it's very like, but particularly the Olympics, it's very like cutthroat. It's very like push through, persevere. Um, a lot of coaches are basically like verbally abusive to the athletes. Um, it's basically like no matter like no matter what state of mind you're in, like you have to just push through, and like that's what a strong athlete does. And it's just a very it can be a very toxic culture. And this is something that really is, I don't think has ever been done before in the Olympics. And such a high profile athlete, you know, stepping down for the sake of her mental health is huge. And she really just set an example and like really started an important conversation. I mean, we wouldn't be doing this episode if it weren't for her and that decision. Um, so I think this is a much, like, much overdue, you know, I I'm sure she's not the first athlete that has been having some uh, mental health concerns, but in the past they, you know, competed anyway, even if they shouldn't have. So she started a really important conversation and set a really great example by doing this. So um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I um, completely agree. I 100% think she did the right thing. And I think really doing the right thing in a situation like this is doing the best thing for yourself. I mean, it's a team sport, but there's also an individual component to it. And there's also the individual risk that come with it. Um, and there, although I didn't know like the whole story about why she withdrew um that week i guess it was last week or um because she's back now but i had just seen some articles on facebook and seen some of course people's comments 
And I mean, self-care is not reading the Facebook comments yet. I do. (laughs) And then I get into, you know, fights with people, but, um, Oh yeah. A lot of people were saying exactly like what you were saying as far as criticism towards her. Um, and then on the other side, there were the people that were praising her and saying that this was a really good idea. And, um, and I just think she has been someone who has always spoken up, always spoken for what she believed in, what she thought was right, whether people criticized her or not. Um, I mean, she's, she's, she's tough. Mm-hmm. And so someone like sorry real quick i was out at a bar the other night and there was this like drunk like young 20 something year old and uh, he was like talking about the olympics he's like simone biles is a savage and i was like (laughs) yes she is it was funny yeah absolutely (laughs) no my my husband is like she's the goat she's she's the best athlete ever um and i don't know that much about athletes but i know that she's pretty on top she's pretty amazing so um I don't know anything really about sports but I remember watching the Olympics as a kid and always really liking the uh gymnastic part of it and just thinking like oh my god the stuff that they do is is incredible and just the the fitness Mm -hmm. and the strength and the focus um and all of that. So if kind of getting into what some people were saying is if any of that is off, if you're having an off day, um, when you're doing some of these, these moves, um, it can be life threatening. And especially with Simone, she was doing, some of the most difficult ones, they actually, there was that like whole controversy where they were like not going to give her marks, remember, because of some of the um, moves that she was doing were just too advanced and they, they didn't want to encourage other people to try and do them. And so instead of just giving her like points for it, they were just like, no, nah, it's you're, you're essentially you're doing too well. Um, so like the level at what, at which, she was doing it was even more than what other Olympians have done. So yeah, it makes sense. Like if she's going to be, if she's off, if she's not feeling it, she knows, she knows her body. She knows the routine. She knows what she's doing and she has to make the best decision for herself. Right. And another thing she said was she didn't want to risk injury mm-hmm. so if she gets injured then she wouldn't have been able to come back for the rest of the uh, events so Absolutely. you know if you want to people want to say that she's like being self-centered by doing what was right for her well i mean she maybe needed to do that you know not i mean not that she shouldn't do what's right for only her but also she could have prevented an injury um, and not been able to participate at all. Um, yeah. And so she's no, she knows her limits and she's saying, I know what my limits are and she's not pushing herself 
farther than that for this, you know, the sake of whatever. Um, and that's amazing. Like knowing yeah. limits and setting a boundary when literally the whole world is watching you <laughs> and you say, I have to do what's right for me, despite the fact that the whole world is watching me. That is incredible. And that is honestly a true leader, a true star. Mm -hmm. Like she really is setting an example for the whole world. And I have so much respect for her for doing this. I saw um, she post, I follow her on Instagram and I saw her post something, a picture. And it said the caption was like, thank you so much to all my supporters. I finally feel like I'm worth more than my accomplishments, which I've, which I've never felt before. Oh, so sad. Like she's just, she's such a big deal and so much pressure is put on her to just be like, you know, it's like, if you set the bar high for someone, if they perform even a slightly lower than that, because they're having an off day, then it's like criticism. And it's like, oh, what's with Swan Biles? Why is she, why is she, what, what happened? You know, and like, and then no wonder she's been made to feel like her only sense of self-worth is her accomplishments. And it sounds like she just said, fuck this. I'm worth more than this. I'm. She did say, she said, I think she, as a quote, like, I'm a person too. Like, I'm not just an athlete. I'm not here for the sake of like pleasing you and right performing for you, you know. Um, right. So yeah, so I think that's I think that that that's really awesome of her. And so, like, this kind of goes into um, kind of like all the, all this stuff going on with like. Britney Spears, right? So, like, I'm sure you know about it. The Free Britney and Save Britney. Um, but <clears throat> so, like, with that, you know, when you're looking into kind of what Britney Spears went through, the amount of pressure that it was that she was under um, and how she didn't get to take a break. She didn't get to um, be herself. She Nobody considered her mental health. I mean, we know that because we remember when she quote unquote, you know, lost it um, and shaved her head. And that, that was like a huge sign that something was wrong. And yet she was criticized for it and made fun of for it. And I was a child when that happened. So like, but I remember thinking like, can't someone help her? You know, so that situation with Brittany, now we see where she's at, what she's going through. She spoke up and said she was having a lot of mental health issues. She was under a lot of pressure. She needed help all this stuff and everyone's like this movement behind her, which is great. And that's a, you know, a whole nother subject, but like obviously free Brittany, but 
that's how important it is. People in the spotlight, celebrities, athletes, um, anyone, anyone in the spotlight, um, influencers, social media stars, whatever, like they're under a lot of pressure, a lot of scrutiny all the time, especially if you're performing or competing, there's a lot of pressure. Never mind being at the fucking Olympics. Um, and competing against the world's greatest athletes. She's under pressure. She like she's a human being. Like she said, she's a person. She needs a break. And we need to start telling people and telling kids that it's okay to take a break. He doesn't owe anyone anything, honestly. And like um the Olympics is just one of many competitions that these gymnasts Mm-hmm. compete in like to us it's like the only gym like most of us it's the only gym yeah. event we care about but to them it's just another event like you know and you have to sit some of them out you know just like we take a week off work she needs to take time off work too right like look if she can take a week off from the olympics you can call in sick work for a mental health day. Like, mm-hmm. don't guilt trip yourself. If Simone Biles can do it, you can do it. It's fine. Right. And that's exactly she's giving. By her doing that and setting that example, she's giving other people permission, um, especially young girls that look up to her, especially young black girls that look mm-hmm. up to her. Um, and And we know and we've talked about it before in other episodes um but just the the uh discrimination oppression the mental health issues the social inequality that black women have to deal with in this country um so you know their mental health issues are usually worse um and not treated as effectively and as comprehensively for black women. So yeah, she has maybe more access because of her status of being in, you know, in the Olympics, being who she is, being a celebrity and a, and a incredible athlete, but still she faces those same prejudice and discriminations because she's a black woman. And so she's setting a, an amazing example. Mm-hmm. Um, for everyone, particularly yeah, black girls, yeah, um, and the pushback from the public is most definitely more than if she were a white man. Like, there's no doubt about that. You know, yeah. like access to healthcare. Okay, I mean, maybe that you know isn't something she struggles with, but like the um the pushback from the public is like, you know, all of these comments. Oh, way worse than, yeah, yeah anyone else would have to face. And um, also, she is a victim of sexual abuse. I was just going <laughs> to say that. And people seem to have conveniently forgotten, forgotten mm-hmm. about that. And she's the only athlete from that team where all the girls were abused. She's the only one that is still on the team. And so she's alone, you know, it's not like there's anyone that she can confide in that's, you know, also experienced 
what she experienced. Like, could you imagine the pressure she's under and going back to the same setting that she was abused in? Of course her mental health is suffering. Like, and this goes, this is, you know, again, we've talked about this in past episodes, but just of very like huge lack of understanding of trauma. She probably didn't know that she was going to have this sort of reaction. Like this all very well could have been. And I know this is what you said earlier and I don't want to steal your point, but it came to my mind too. But that, that she didn't know that um, trauma responses show up when you don't expect for it. You don't, you don't expect it. You can't plan for it. Like, yes, she maybe plan, like could have known like, okay, I'm going back to the Olympics. Like this could be triggering, but like, there's no real way she could have known. And I don't even, we don't even know if that's, you know, if she was triggered, how could she not have, I don't see how she couldn't at least have been affected. Right. I mean, exactly. So from a, a mental health perspective, from a trauma informed perspective, from a perspective of anyone who has been sexually assaulted or abused. Um, and, and let's not forget, not only was she uh, raped, I mean, sexual assault, sexual abuse, it's rape. She was a child when it happened. So um, that's even more uh, of an impact because she was developing sexually and socially and physically and all this stuff. And by a trusted person, but anyways, um, so from from that perspective, you know, like that affects people. That's trauma. There might be, I don't know what she's been diagnosed with, but chances are there's probably some PTSD there from what she experienced um, or, or at least some trauma reactions, like you said. And that sort of, we don't know what other mental health issues she may have just without that. Mm-hmm. Um so, uh, yeah, you never, you cannot predict, and and this is what I was, you know, saying earlier. When, when you have mental health issues, even if you don't have a diagnosis, um, or like a chronic mental health condition, we all have those days when our mental health is not good because we're humans, and that's what happens. Just like we have days when we get a cold, or we get allergies, or we get a cough, a tickle in our throat. Like it happens. We're, we're human. You can't expect or prepare all the time for that to happen. Just like you can't always predict when you're going to get a sinus infection or when you're going to get the flu. You can't always predict when you're going to have a mental health relapse is, is what we call it. Um, or when your mental health symptoms are going to flare up. And you could be doing everything right, everything that you're supposed to do, going to therapy, taking care of yourself, um, have a good social support system, you know, um, not consuming drugs and alcohol, uh, taking your medication, all this stuff, which I'm sure she was doing all of it because she's competing. Um, so she's has to take care of herself physically. Um, but you could be doing all that and still have these mental health relapses and you cannot predict it. So when people were saying in like these, the comment sections of these Facebook 
articles that I I need to stop reading, but um, they were saying like if she couldn't handle the pressure, she shouldn't she shouldn't be doing that. She shouldn't be there. She shouldn't have accepted the position to compete. Should have let other athletes that wanted to wanted to go to the Olympics go to the Olympics because she obviously can't handle it. All this stuff, which is like absolutely ridiculous. Someone (laughs) did take her spot. There was, I forget her name, Michaela Skinner took Mm. her spot. She was about to fly home and she took took her spot because she dropped out. It's not like that spot was just left. Like they knew. Right, right. So that's stupid. Yeah, they don't even understand like how it works or what happens. But, you know, it you can't predict that. If she had gone and then she had gotten COVID and and had to sit out because she had COVID, would people be like, Well, if you were just gonna get COVID, you shouldn't have gone to the Olympics? Like, what? (laughs) It's the same thing. So that we cannot treat mental health as if it's not actual. If, mental illness as if it's not an actual illness because it is an actual illness. So stop treating it like it's something different. You would not say the same thing about COVID. Don't say it about someone's mental health. Mm-hmm. That's my rant on that. The other thing real quick, it, what you said is we don't even know what exactly was going on. And we shouldn't speculate too much because she chose to remain private about it. And that's her right. She didn't have, she said, I'm taking a break. I'm going to focus on my mindfulness, whatever. People sort of speculated it being about mental health. I don't know. You listened to some interviews. I don't know if she ever actually confirmed that was exactly what was, what it was, but she didn't owe anyone uh, an explanation of why or what was going on. The fact that she said, I need to focus on my mindfulness, I think was what, Right. And she also says she had the twisties, which I guess is like yeah, something that like gymnasts, it's like when they like get uh, like they like lose control of. They I, lose- yeah. I would say I just read about it. Can I can I say? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I just read about it. OK, because I was I was looking that up when um when you were explaining, you know, what had happened. I was trying to look it up and and I saw that about the twisties. Uh, apparently it's a, uh, yeah, it's a thing that happens for gymnasts where they lose themselves in the air. They don't know where they are when they're doing flips um, or they're doing these spins or I don't know the, what the things are called. I don't know sports, but when they're doing these moves, um, and they don't know where they are. And so they will lose their footing or they will land wrong or they will hesitate. And um, it can cause very serious injuries. And actually, in this article I was reading, one woman um, in the Olympics who competed, and now I can't find the name, she had... Um, she had that happen. She didn't take a break. She didn't land a trick correctly. And now she's paralyzed. She's a quadriplegic. And so, I mean, it's some serious life-threatening situations can and happen. she probably was praised for it. That's the thing. She probably, there was something that I heard on one of the podcasts. I can't remember her name. It was in 1996. And it was... um like she like 
was injured and the coach was like, you know, just like, just keep going. You got this. You got this. And then she, she did her routine and then was like grimacing in pain afterward and got the gold medal. And everyone was like, oh my God, she did it. She pushed through. She's amazing. She's getting praised for pushing through something that I don't know if she's the one that was left paralyzed, but like, there was actually a lot of them. Yeah, I'm just reading it now. Injury and like, it's not. And like, so if Simone thought that it had the twisties, and therefore she would essentially could have protected herself by from being paralyzed by dropping. Yeah, yeah. And like the fact or that dying she's that she's getting criticized for that is absurd. Yeah, exactly. And so. Okay, so just a few, just a few of the names. Since we don't know sports stuff or people, um, a few of the names of some of the athletes that have said they had similar situation where they had the twisties, where they felt off, they performed anyways, and then they got injured in the past. So Jacoby Miles was who I was um, talking about. Um, this was in 2012. And I think she was only 15 when it happened. Oh, that's so sad. So she became, she went from being an Olympic athlete to a quadriplegic at 15. Oh my God. Because oh. of this. That's how, yeah, that's how serious it was. And she uh, dislocated her C4 vertebrae. So it just totally paralyzed her. Um, then there was in 1989, Adriana Duffy. For Puerto Rico um, at the world championship, she slipped while practicing her vault. She is mostly paralyzed from the chest down. Sang Lon, oh God, I hope I said that right, um, who fell on a vault during warm-ups while competing for China at the 98 Goodwill Games. Uh, the Soviet gymnast Elena Mukina died from complications from um, being quadriplegic when she suffered a fall on her floor exercise um, in the 80 Olympics. Jalissa Gomez of US in 88, Milani Coleman um, in 2019, uh, the Southern Connecticut State. I mean, and it just goes on and on and on. This is such a dangerous sport. Mm -hmm. Such a dangerous sport. Good. Well, and so kind of like um, we had talked about before and we, kind of talked about in our last week's episode um, how mental health and, and physical health and, and social issues are all combined. This is a perfect example of how your mental health directly affects your physical health in the way you perform these things. I mean, this is their job. This is their career. They not only have to be in the best physical shape of their life, to compete, they kind of have to be in the best mental state of their life to compete, or they just will not. Either they won't do well. Best case scenario, they won't do well. Worst case scenario, they're seriously injured or dead. Hey, could you imagine not feeling on top of it and then going and like doing all these crazy flips and, and no. crazy things with <laughs> your body, like when you're not feeling it? Hell no. No. like I wouldn't do that anyways, but especially not if I was having an off day. The fact that, you know, I want to go back to the, the culture of the Olympics. Like, 
the fact that this was so unprecedented for mm-hmm. for an Olympic athlete to do this because the culture is just it's it's like so there was um something else I heard in one of the podcasts I was was listening to so she said Simone said like it's good that I am surrounded by the correct people because there's plenty of people that, and I like, I kind of like the word that she used. Like she chose the word correct. Yeah. Because there's a right way and a wrong way to respond uh-huh. to this. And luckily she's surrounded by people that responded with support. And, um, but the, the person that I think was a journalist said that that was actually a dig at, I don't remember the lady's name, but it was some lady that had like, like a training center for gymnasts, which is where Larry Nasser, the man oh. that abused all of the girls, were like worked that there. And like this lady, it was like you she was like very abusive to them and was like to the to the gymnast and was like you you can't um if you like looked at her the wrong way, she would like just be really awful to you and like verbally abuse you. And that gave Larry Nasser an in that gave him the opportunity to groom them because then he would be like the nice guy and the guy that's like, Oh, like, don't listen to her. She's, you know, Oh my gosh. Or like groom them. And then they gained trust in him and then he abused them. And this is all, it's just, you know, I mean, he's the only one that's to blame for the abuse, of course. Like, I would never want to blame anyone else. Um, however, it is just the overall culture. Like, the fact that they were so badly verbally abused and clearly their mental health was so not prioritized to the point where, you know, someone, some adult in the situation was, like, caring like seemingly caring about them and so could earn their trust so yeah that's interesting so the culture of where they were training at was also breeding a breeding ground for this predator Mm -hmm. um and and that's kind of something you know for people to to consider that um, abusers and child abusers, you know, they get away with what they're doing because people let them. <laughs> so that it's not because they're like really good and sneaky and nobody ever finds out. Like usually people find out, people know what's going on and they just don't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And that's why it continues. Yeah. And yeah. She's been so vocal um, speaking out about that. And I was actually, I just looked at a, an article from the New York post and they, apparently she did say that part of why she took a break had to do with that. Um, okay. So, I mean, she did, she has referenced it a little bit as far as what was going on, but I'm sure it was a combination of things. Um, and so many, like, people also like there's such a lack of 
there, there's like so trauma informed care. That mm-hmm. is a term that we use in, um, you know, we learn in our training. It it, it just means um, treating your clients in like in a way like in a trauma informed manner. So like not saying triggering things, understanding how to talk to someone who's experienced trauma. Um, just being aware and being sensitive to the fact that someone has experienced trauma. That is something that is not taught to really anyone else except mental health professionals. And so at these events, you know, at the Olympics, there's reporters and there's interviewers and there's like just people who are, you know, asking these athletes questions and they are not trauma informed. So they don't know that you don't just go up to someone and ask (laughs) about their sexual abuse. And so it's very possible that people were just bringing it up and asking her about it and not being sensitive to the fact that that could be triggering. I mean, the whole sense, like I, I just, I don't know. I couldn't imagine um, competing in like, doing these extremely dangerous, this extremely dangerous sport in a setting where, you know, I mean, not where, I mean, she wasn't abused, like literally like at the Olympics, but like abused, like the entire Olympic, like. Well, and like you said, the training center Uh that is, it's the same training center that they're all training at before they go to the Olympics. Mm -hmm. So she was there all the time again. Yeah. Yeah. Just so it's just such a, just that it shows like, you know, another just issue that the general public needs to be more trauma informed and, you know, to expect her to just go back into this space where she very much associates with her abuse and expect her to just be okay is again, absurd. yeah yeah I mean right just like you said like and and just like she had said you know she's not just there to perform for us Um, and it's sort of I think some of it you know people forgetting or ignoring the fact that she is a survivor of childhood sexual abuse um, for years and years and years is part of that culture of brushing it under the rug and all right, well, it's over with, it's done with, he's in jail now. Like they just, you know, they just got to move on. Life goes on. They should be okay now sort of thing. Like, Uh like now that it's over with, it's not going to affect you anymore. And like, that's not how it works. I wish, God, that'd be great. If like once a bad thing was over with, it just didn't bother you anymore. That would be awesome. But that's not how it works. And that's why we have mental health issues. And that's why we're here on this podcast talking about this stuff because trauma follows people throughout their lives. Right. And there was something I was going to say earlier and I forgot, but then I just remembered. The fact Mm -hmm. that she, um, a part of recovering from trauma or mental illness is learning how to manage your triggers. It's not not having triggers anymore. Right. It's not what trauma recovery is. 
Yeah. So the fact that she has learned what, like, the fact that she knows, like, can recognize when she's triggered and can knows her body and mind well enough to set a boundary and say no is a, a huge sign that she has done the work necessary to recover. That's a part of recovery. The ability to read yourself and take necessary action to keep yourself mentally and physically safe is a sign that she's, she's working through it. And yeah, exactly. And what? like you said, setting her boundaries. Mm-hmm. That's what we teach people all the time, especially people that have been um, abused as children and sexually abused as children is what are your boundaries? How do you set those firmly? How do you say no and not backtrack, not give in when people try to push? Because that's what happened. I mean, your boundaries are being, if you're a survivor of sexual abuse, your boundaries were violated in the worst possible way. And so being able to say, no, this is what I'm doing for me. This is where I draw the line. I'm taking a break. This is what I need. Really shows that she has done a lot of work and done a lot of healing. Um, And I don't know what that work looked like for her. I'm assuming probably she went to therapy. I mean, I'm assuming, but, you know, she worked really hard not only to get to the Olympics and to be able to be at this level that she's at to compete, but also to be strong enough to talk about it and be open about her mental health issues and say when she needs a break, that's strength. Mm -hmm. Saying that I need a break. I can't do this. Self-care. That's strength. Mm -hmm. It really is. I completely, completely agree with you. So yeah, like, you know, she's the goat and um, I think she's going to stay that way. I don't think anyone's coming for that. <laughs> I think she's going to stay that way. I don't think anyone's coming for that title anytime soon. Um, so like I said before, like if Simone Biles can take a break for a week from the Olympics, you can – say no to that thing that you don't want to do. You can take a break from work. You can take your vacation days or take a sick day. You can, um, a break from, from your family. (laughs) You can go on a trip with your girlfriends and, Mm -hmm. you know, your kids with someone, I don't know. (laughs) With someone, hopefully, hopefully you have someone to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Anything. Or you can be like cats and just set out food for a week and just like lock them in the house and totally. I'm just I'm totally. <laughs> Don't do that. But yeah, or um, you cannot answer that text message. You cannot take that phone call. You can you can say no. You cannot post on Instagram. Like you just take a break. Just take a fucking break. This is your yeah. this is the sign to take a break. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I feel like um, because I mentioned those podcasts and I got a lot of my information from those, I do want to give credit to those. Okay. Yeah, podcasts, absolutely. I listened to the journal, the Wall Street and the Wall Street Journal and Gimlet. And the episode was Simone Biles and the power of saying no. And then there was the Olympic Channel podcast. 
in the episode. Simba, uh, Simone Biles. It was just sort of like a news, I guess. Simone Biles withdraws slash women's all around preview slash analysis and reaction. And then there was what next daily news and analysis. What happened to Simone Biles was the name of the episode. So that's where I got a lot of my the information I shared. So I wanted to give credit to those. Cool. Yeah. Articles. So you have any other thoughts? Should we wrap up? No. I, nope. <laughs> okay. I mean, same thoughts as always. Take care of yourself. Uh, don't take our word for it. Like, but just take care of yourself. <laughs> and um, just props to her not like she's ever going to listen to this podcast but um <laughs> in my dreams she would so um way to I go i really do think that she this is huge for mm-hmm. the culture of the olympics athletics people in general just our culture yeah american yeah. culture in general yeah. for the world i mean she's also set an example on a, on the world stage too so mm-hmm. Yeah. No, she's so cool. She really is. Well, that's our show. If you enjoyed, please share with friends and family. And don't forget to follow the show's Instagram for updates on new episodes at Just Mental Health Podcast. That is with a period between each word. This is Steph. And M signing off. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.